Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If I get a little weepy, it's really happy tears because of what this woman really means to me. So... Let's get it together. Years ago, I went to an event after seeing the movie The Secret. And Beth Miller had hosted a woman's wellness day in my local town. And we're going to talk local again. Remember, we are on Long Island and uh, in New York. So I go to this event because I wanted to hear what she had to say because she was giving a talk about the secret. And if I remember correctly, it might've been titled, So You Soar or Watched the Secret, Now What? And those were exactly my thoughts. And I'm like, someone can tell me what to do with this wonderful information. And fast forward to, she started a positive energy, what was supposed to be, I think, a six week course that I had to be a part of. And then it turned into, uh, we still lovingly refer to it as our Gilligan's Island adventure, because I think a few of us stuck around for, I don't know, 13, 12, 13, 14, a long time, years, not weeks, years. (laughs) So full circle, I don't think I'd be having this podcast, talking to you guys without, good God, all of the lessons that I've learned from her. Again, I'll pull it together. So Beth, let's just tell you a little something about her. She is a licensed clinical social worker, certified life coach, energy healer, spiritual counselor, and meditation teacher. She's the owner of the Positive Energy Counseling Center and Institute, which is located, again, locally here on Long Island in Bayport, New York. And that is where her and her team of therapists use the breakthrough therapy model, Advanced Holistic Counseling. Along the way, besides being a business owner and super mama to two great kids, um, a thriving business, 
we were so honored to watch a lot of it happen to start off in a, a, a small place, then we moved to another location, then we moved to another location. And, and then she bought a building and created this wonderful healing center. And it is just so amazing. So enough about me. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. A, thank you, thank you, thank you, Beth, for being here. Thank you. I mean, what an introduction <laughs> and what I feel like you should talk the entire time. <laughs> Absolutely. <would> be... <laughs> Absolutely not. No, that was no, no, eloquent no. and better than I, that I can ever uh, do. And also it is a super honor to be with you. I share in your enthusiasm and, you know, emotionality about so many of the, all that, that cool journey that we were able to share for so many years together. And I also would love to mention to all of your listeners, I mean, you probably have shared this, but that you having your own podcast was a part of your vision <laughs> when you were working with it in the positive energy manifesting groups and we did meditation and all the manifesting together. And it was, so it's very inspirational to me to see how you have not only created it, you've taken the action steps, the, the things that you have done in order to arrive where you have. And I would just love to talk sometime tonight about the awesome growth that you have achieved you know, over your time in the groups and after, because you, you have, it's, just, it's extraordinary and it really is inspiring. So I wanted hmm. your listeners to, to know that, that this podcast is big. You know, it's so funny for how many years did I always say, and when I finally realized what some of um, what I was walking towards, searching toward was, I want it to be heard. Mm. And I always laughed and said, and then someone made the mistake of giving me a microphone <laughs> <laughs> and then teaching me how to record. I'm like, okay, <laughs> hold on. Cause uh, yeah. And the, and the first time I recorded um, when I was taking the course and I, we had to record our introduction and I'm like, okay. And that, and that of course took a, a whole emotional breakdown and let me cry first. And what makes me think I can do this? I always hated the way I sounded on any recording. And when I do my little practice uh, speech on the, and I hit record and all of a sudden I was like, ah, I get, I, is it the microphone? I don't sound that. I don't think I sound that bad. Mm. And on the second take I had it and I was just like, okay, all right, we're here and we're not looking back. Mm. Yeah. Has, so, it, has that changed for you now being heard? Do you feel heard in a different way because you have this platform? What a good question. I, I feel heard because of the comments that people and the feedback that I'm actually getting when I'm doing the episodes. Um, it's really with almost selfishly with me in mind, I want to talk to these kinds of, you know, be it coaches or authors, because I'm really curious about either their, their story, how they got there, you know, what it is they're doing, why they want to get their message out. And it's really refreshing. And it really makes my heart swell when 
either I read the comments, people will text me, people will like leave me notes at work or something that they really liked that episode because some, you know, one piece of something spoke to them Mm. and I'm, I'm talking really just for me. And yet I'm thrilled that it's resonating out there. That's awesome. You really are a channel for the information that you're interested in to then reach other people. Mm, and you're sort indeed. of like this super cool bridge <laughs> that is asking great questions so that other people can benefit from that and you can too. How, how cool. How ah, did not even think of it that way. Oh, I like it though. So we're jumping in and I didn't get a chance to start with So, Beth, tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, It's such a cool question. It is a cool question. Um, I feel like the place to start might be with a really common comment or feedback that myself and also some of my therapists have gotten from our clients. And Mm -hmm. it's sort of a different, there'll be many variations of it, but it usually sounds something like this. They'll often say something like, I've learned more in one or two or three sessions of the psychotherapy sessions that we do, which are the advanced holistic counseling sessions, with you than in three or five or 10 or 15 years of the therapy I've been in. And why I think that's such an important place to start is because it really demonstrates to me what's different about the advanced holistic counseling model. What, what is, what's different about what's happening in those rooms and in those therapy sessions um, in part is because Um, It is that combination of the best tools from traditional psychotherapy, but then also with the best tools from life coaching, energy healing, science, spirituality, meditation, mindfulness. And that comes from 30 years of a lot of experimentation and pulling together what really works, or Mm -hmm. that's what I have seen work with myself, because we always practice everything on ourselves first, myself and the client, the therapist, uh, before we use it with, with clients. The thing is about the advanced holistic counseling model, where, you know, we really are doing more than just providing that compassionate listening. We're teaching. We are very active therapists. We are holistic and we're also bringing a huge holistic tool bag to the table with that traditional psychotherapy as well. Um, And I, I think the second piece about why that comment is so meaningful to me when we hear that from clients, Mm -hmm. that there there's more that's happening in one or two or three sessions than they've than maybe have experienced in some of the other just traditional psychotherapies is where and why that even came to be for me. It sort of highlights how advanced holistic counseling even originated. Um, Mm -hmm. So the reason why I started essentially scouring the earth for the most effective tools to be able to help clients really began maybe 25 years ago when I was working in severe trauma. Um, Mm -hmm. I was working in a trauma unit in the Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And at the time, we specialized in treating adults who were sexually abused as children. Mm 
and mm-hmm. also working with teens and adults who were sexually assaulted or raped. And so what this really means is that we were not only treating trauma, but we were also treating debilitating depression, paralyzing mm-hmm. anxiety, eating disorders, addictions, self-harm, very challenging personality disorders, suicide, all day, every day. And so my clients were incredible. They were amazing. And in that their challenges were really inspiring me to ask, what else do we have to help Mm. people? What are the other tools out there to not only relieve pain and distress, but to rewire a person's system and to reprogram their future? It was becoming so clear to me that our experiences, our beliefs, our blocks, our patterns cannot just be changed with traditional talk therapy alone. Mm-hmm. Traditional talk therapy is an amazing tool, has tremendous application, but it's just not enough. And the blocks that we have, they're wired into our neurological system. The challenges that we have are often embedded in our subconscious. The, they are enmeshed in our behavioral patterns and they are in our energy system and in our cellul- cellular DNA. So I was hell bent. I wanted to find the tools that would help my clients at the time to transform those parts of themselves deeply. And I had an incredible clinical supervisor, I was very lucky, who was also a voracious learner who supported me tremendously. And I really set out on a journey to find all the tools, all the things, and became a DBT therapist. I got certified in EMDR, life coaching, trained in EFT tapping. Um, Mm -hmm. I did a life coaching certification for an entire year, like a very deep program, trained in meditation, mindfulness, dove into spiritual perspectives and counseling, worked with angels and guides, intuition, psychic development, energy work, quantum physics. And of course, you know, this is where my intersection with you ends up happening in around 2005 Uh when I was doing the teaching around the law of attraction. I wanted to, over time, take all of the best tools from all of these different modalities and put them in one place that would be usable, not just for me, but trainable to a therapist to say, this is how you use all of these tools together. And that's how the advanced holistic counseling really came to be. So interesting when I hear all of the holistic learnings and we were witness to them as they were happening. And, and I know that we were also lucky recipients because over all of those years, our toolbox was overflowing. And it wasn't just from, I don't say, well, I learned how to meditate. Yeah. 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 That was, you know, that was one of a thousand, a thousand things that, as you go on and perhaps days when I lose focus or, you know, I just listen to the repetitive tape in the head, I always have that opportunity to say, well, we always have an inside joke as to what would Beth do? We still have those magnets, (laughs) but more importantly, it is, you know, to take a time, take a little pause and be like, okay, wait a minute you've got this, what tool? Well, let me see what I've got here. Well, do I want to write this out? Do I want to, you know, examine all the different items that we've learned? We learned the 
the life wheel and just a thousand different ways to not just accept what's going on, but to always remember, I think, the empowerment that we had, that that we learned and that we were that we were always reminded of. And everybody's got it, not just because we we refused to leave. Beth's practice. We we refused. She wanted to break us up a thousand <laughs> a thousand times. She's That's like, so not you, true. Uh, no, I know. What do you think? Nope, nope. We're not leaving. We'll be here next week. Don't. <laughs> it was an incredible group. It's an incredible bond. And really, you know, all of us were really, really diving into how to actually tap into our own greatness, also mm. our own journey from a soulful and spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. how to beat our fears, how to surpass the things that were holding us back, mm-hmm. how to get at the stuff that was a barrier, but that we could not seem to shake. I mean, we were really creating visions about what we wanted and then supporting one another in going for it and in creating them and seeing, and sometimes with just like just tremendous excitement sort of saying, Oh my gosh, you just did it. Or I I just did it. Right. 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 Where people were celebrating the achievements too. Yeah. And also a lot of good lessons along the way, which was also good examples of you think you want, you think you want this and, but the universe I'll say always has something perhaps better planned for you. And which doesn't just come with the marching, per, you know, the marching band down your street and the, all the bells and whistles, like we've got something better for you. No, sometimes let me have a little shit storm. Let me rip everything down that perhaps you, you really wanted. You're totally like, that really sucks. And then you realize, oh, I see, Uh uh-huh, something better did come. And the ability to have that insight Mm -hmm. is key. And, but again, learned, learned Mm -hmm. and practiced. Mm. Yes, because one of the things that uh, is really important um, perspective for me to take is to use what I call the soul's eye view. And I, I mm-hmm. came up with that phrase because I remember from art class how they would give the bird's eye view, like how mm-hmm. you would draw something from the perspective of, of looking down on something. Mm-hmm. And then there would be the worm's eye view, which is drawing something from this perspective of the floor. And I thought, well, the perspective of the your spirit would be the soul's eye view, being able mm. to look down and see the big picture and not the tiny moment that you're in, that you are entangled in, that makes you feel like it's big. And mm. you're not seeing how that moment is so intimately connected to a larger purpose, a larger plan, larger growth, larger meaning. And when we do sort of take that moment, as you were referring to before, and allow ourselves to soar up to the soul's eye view, we mm-hmm. get to look down and imagine, even just take a guess 
at how might this be serving us? What might be what might be the meaning here? What is the purpose of what's happening? And we can also our you know the the goal is to be in the flow a lot, right? And mm-hmm. I'm sort of I'm writing this intuitive this training program about intuition right now. And you know the goal is to be in the flow. But the mistake that we make sometimes is thinking that the flow doesn't have rocks. The mm. river <laughs> is always going downstream. And the flow very much has rocks and barriers that we are meant to grow with. The flow doesn't mean you never have a challenge ever again. Instead, mm-hmm. the flow means as you're going downstream, when you hit a rock, you don't try to paddle upstream. Instead, you continue to go downstream and say, I see that I have hit some kind of a challenge or a barrier. How do I grow with this and work with this so that I can continue to be carried downstream? And that really comes, I think, from the soul's eye view perspective. And and with that visual, because you you draw always such a great, a great detailed picture, it's easy easy to remember. I mean, there are so many little um, takeaways. Um, and again, you're, the way you incorporated all, and it was a lot for us of different holistic approaches, because we, again, we benefited. We learned meditation. We learned EFT. We learned vision boards. We, you know, every year we would do a year in review and we would always kind of start with, uh, I don't know. I don't know what we did. No, it was, I, I don't, I didn't do anything this year. And either with the other members saying, no, no, you did this, you did that. And then you start remembering to uh, celebrate the wins because it's mm. so easy to, we always listed the, I'll say disappointments, the near misses. Well, I wanted to do this, but I didn't. Mm. And then everyone would say, but you know, but you did this. And and then all of a sudden you realize, and those things were better. Mm -hmm. So I had spoken on a couple of episodes ago about what I found the benefit in, in a group setting. Because a lot of coaches that I do talk to, they offer, they offer one-on-ones, they offer groups, and they explain how their different groups work. And, you know, I said, I can talk from my experience, and ours was obviously out of the norm, very extraordinary, very, we were just so fortunate to all be put together in the same room at the same time. But the support and the safety, and we always refer to it as a safety net mm-hmm. of knowing when you entered that this is this is the safe place. There's a literal, you know, there is no judgment. There might be a little honesty, but there's no judgment. But this is the place where you can leave your armor back there mm-hmm. and come and relax. And do you find that in, in most, I'll say group settings, I I would think as a one-on-one, but then maybe that takes maybe a little longer to, I guess I establish the trust with, um, between the patient and the therapist, but do you find a group setting there seems to be easier or I'll say quicker. And I'm using my hands that no one can see. Um, <laughs> cause I, cause that's what I do. I'm like, yes, you should fill in the blank because I'm doing this. 
Are you talking uh, about like a feeling of connection or yeah, feeling safety? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a mixed bag. So I feel like some people are, have an easier time feeling safe and secure to take risks to really talk Mm -hmm. about who they are, where they're at or what they feel Mm -hmm. on a one-on-one basis. And other people, I think, find a lot of comfort and connection in being in a group. I think sometimes people are surprised at what they get out of a group and that they they might even reject it uh, intellectually. But then when they are in a group, they discover actually how much they gain from it. I also think that, and this is just me, I mean, I mm-hmm. believe that I believe that therapy is is for not just solving problems. Um, I believe that therapy is for like finding your power, becoming peaceful, mm-hmm. learning how to expand into like your greatest success. I also believe in a tremendous amount of humor. Like, I think we cannot yes. take all of this <laughs> so seriously. It's like, you know, we got to chill out and mm-hmm. realize that part of that soul's eye view and part of the opportunity of being able to connect with other people, whether it be an individual or group, is finding the humor in what's happening. You know, I believe that we laughed a lot in that group. And yeah, you know, laughter is a way laughing at ourselves, laughing at the process, laughing at how mm-hmm. we fall on our face, laughing mm-hmm. at how we bumble through it. I think the big piece is about taking risks. It's like learning how I I believe it took a lot for you to say out loud to us, I want to have a podcast. Oh, I think that it t- was that, it took a lot for hard. me to say a lot of things out yes. loud. Correct. So like Correct. when like when I think of that yeah. example, how you had you have to take a risk in order to be able to achieve things. And what mm-hmm. a lot of us want to do is want to stay kind of in it's like quiet zone in our home where nobody can judge it, and that we're gonna like create the whole thing and one day walk out with a masterpiece. But it doesn't work that way because we need sort of the environment to be constantly giving us feedback and helping us to shape it. And it takes so much risk to be creative or to dream at all. So to your point, what's really funny is after we had stopped meeting on our regular basis, some of us still stay in touch. We still do masterminds. Uh, We were doing it uh, when covid kind of first hit. So we were checking in, we were doing uh, even a weekly because you just wanted to see other people's faces at the time. (laughs) And the usual suspects, we were doing our mastermind. And I had said about my podcast. Now I had been talking about it at that point now for three years, my kids were tired of hearing it. They bought, you know, here's the microphone. Here's this. What's this for? Oh, for your podcast. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. I want one. Uh huh. So when we were doing our mastermind and we were, and we were very good at challenging each other and this two of it, two potential authors in our group, and there, you know, they were writing their pages and 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 submitting it to the rest of us uh, just for any um, review and reaction. And then I got challenged to like, what do you, you know, like, what are your first ten episodes going to be? Have them ready for next week. And I'm like, oh, huh, uh, mm. oh, hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, and then right after that, I found the podcast accelerator course. And I was just like, Mm. okay, I'm going to do this now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it was just, here's a push. Here's another nudge. Here's a, this, 
And as you say things, and I think once you say it out loud, writing on a piece of paper, I'm also a very big fan of, but it really starts the first process. It's it's you taking that first step. And we could say it so quietly in our very crowded, cluttered mind, but speaking it out loud, I really think gives it just so much more power. It's like, okay, now it's out there. Mm. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of power in, well, there's a lot of manifesting power also in Mm -hmm. what we're going to call claiming, claiming something, right? So there's Mm -hmm. that expression, I am that I am, right? So uh, every anybody who knows me knows that when I'm when I talk about spiritual principles, I'm also talking about energy principles, and I'm never talking about religion. Mm-hmm. But in most religions, there is a there is um, a practice of claiming something, and it, it would it sounds something like "I am that I am" in the Bible, meaning that if you claim it, it becomes true because you are I aming it. You are saying, I am this. So we, when we think about the phrase, I am a loser, that's claiming mm-hmm. it, or mm-hmm. I am too fat, or mm-hmm. I am never going anywhere, or I am poor, that's a claim. Mm-hmm. And then I am a woman with an awesome podcast. I am creating an amazing 2022. I am going to to be my strongest self today that those i ams are equally claims that we're saying i am creating the energy around this i'm using the force of consciousness that once i tune my consciousness on something and i say this is what is true that energy begins to organize around that the same is true for writing it because writing has such a manifesting power as well, sort of doubling down on that claim. And also just having, there's a, there's something super effective about having the brain hand writing connection that mm-hmm. also is a powerful creator. I do feel like the taking the risks to say it out loud, to own it first to ourselves and then own it perhaps in front of somebody else. I mentioned before I'm writing this intuition course mm-hmm. and one of the things that I was uh, writing about the other day was how when we have into intuitive hits or into uh, an intuitive connection that other people can dismiss it or minimize it because they want to know how we know, or it doesn't add up to what the cognitive facts are in front of them. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a, 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 a have that happened to me when I was in fourth grade, and I like was reflecting on it and just noticing that when you just have an idea or a connection or an intuition that is dropped into you, that others um, question it or can punish you for it, or dismiss it, or challenge you on it, because people want to know how you know what you know. But the thing is, is that intuition is a natural state. And when we are reconnected with it, or naturally there, because we're younger, and nobody has sort of bossed us out of it yet, we realize that we are so hooked in to so much information in the energetic universe around us, that is available to us. 
And that is really just about sort of opening that up in order to allow that information to come in. How do you, in this day and age of endless, forget 24, it's 24 seven every second, I don't know, I don't know how many seconds there are in a day of just the noise that comes to us, available to us, hook us. How do you pump your brakes? How do you move over to the shoulder just to say, let me take a minute Mm. and get quiet? In the meditation classes that I teach and also in the angels and guides uh, workshops that I've done Mm -hmm. in the past too, sometimes I will start with an, an exercise that really demonstrates that which is, you know, usually everybody's sitting around in this, my workshop meditation room, right? We're in a circle Mm -hmm. and I have this like little boom box, like a little uh, (laughs) radio, you know, like with a half broken antenna. And I will, and I have it pre-tuned to like a staticky channel or like an Mm. AM channel, you know, which is like horrible on the ears. And so I will turn that up and I will say, This is what is happening. This is the noise that is happening in your mind and then in your energy and in your environment the majority of the time. And it's not that your intuition is not speaking to you. And it's not that if you believe in angels and guides that they're not speaking to you. It's not that the wisdom is not there. It's that this is the noise it has to fight through in order for you to tune into it and hear it. But if we turn that down and then intentionally get quiet on purpose, usually with a plan of what to do when we're quiet, now we are able to just receive. This isn't about making anything happen. It's Mm -hmm. about receiving what is already present right around you and within you. So the 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 answer to that question is we got to turn the stereo down. Right. We have to allow the quiet. Which, by the way, is the thing that most people are like, either they feel that they can't have because life is so busy, mm-hmm. or some people will say to me, my thoughts are the most significant problem I have. Why would I want to sit quietly with them? <laughs> In other words, it's so much better to be swiping or tuning or, or, or talking busy. or texting. Or, or, yes. <laughs> Just busy to avoid. I, you know. I've been there, done it absolutely positively. I could have, that could have been one of my quotes Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. And, and again, we're all, uh, and it's nothing to be guilty of. We've all done it. And, Mm -hmm. and some people again, will be open to learn and are ready to learn it's, and you could be open, but just not ready. And the timing of everything is, actually very magical if you really kind of step back and look at isn't that like who would have ever thought me looking at an ad in the local paper about you know this event that I went to by myself Mm. I with hundreds of women there I didn't know a soul I didn't care I didn't have to I didn't need to bring a friend I I was on a mission and when I was going into the first workshop I said I was crashing anyway even if I didn't get in, like you I said, even if you didn't call me, I was going to show up at your door for this group. 
<laughs> I would have brought my own chair. But I really, like... you're pointing out sort of like the series of synchronicities that mm-hmm. was helping. It's like, is even if you don't realize you're steering, that your own highest self was steering you. It was answering your call. It was listening to what you were saying, wanting, needing. It was helping to guide you even if you weren't aware that your highest self was participating. And who knew? And who knew? So tell me about the institute part of the Mm -hmm. business now. Yes. So so we're sort of at this really cool place where every therapist that comes on board with us, I train and I train Mm -hmm. for for many, many months because we all really believe in the education and the skill development of being able to really use this model and use all of these different modalities with clients so that that big toolbox is sitting next to you in the room. And that when the client comes in and says, here's where I'm at, that we could be pulling from so many possibilities and also giving them really meaningful breakthrough assignments to do during the week on their own so that their Mm -hmm. progress can be efficient and inspiring and move even faster. And so we're really at the juncture where it makes sense for me to start training therapists that are not, you know, on my team or working for me or seeing our clients in this model, in how to use Mm -hmm. it, how to use all of these modalities together, how to practice them on themselves. And one of the things that I think is really fun for me is that um, over the years, we've had several therapists with us um, and also, you know, different um, marketing assistants or administrative assistants. Mm-hmm. And I get to watch their lives transform because we practice the tools on ourselves. In other words, mm-hmm. you're, you can't do this model and, and be providing this therapy without doing it on yourself. You have to practice it and see how it works and see what what the pitfalls are and see what the strengths are. And by doing that, of course, the therapist or the administrative assistants or the marketing assistants, because we would all meet in groups also for part of the training too, they would mm-hmm. all be shifting and transforming and their lives would be growing. And that was, to me, that was sort of like one of the, just one of the awesome side effects of all of us sharing this information and for the model touching other people. So it's really time for the model to reach other therapists that are out there, other healing professionals. But there are some some of the trainings, like the intuition training that I'm doing, which are you know these exercises that you can do on yourself and also with a client to help them to gain clarity around particular issues, to get more Mm -hmm. information, to be able to make decisions that are really going to work in their favor, to be able to get in the flow, to remove the blocks to your intuition, that um, there's that type of intuition class I'll probably make available to everybody, but then like a certified version of that for healing professionals and for therapists. Um, And are they going to be in person? Are they going to also be online? So for the certifications and the classes, there's going to be a mix. Mm -hmm. There'll be the the online versions of things, and then there'll probably be the versions where I'm working one-on-one with people or working in groups to train them in order to be able to have them really be able to get their hands in the clay on. Just, just fun stuff. It's just time to expand it. It's just time for more clients and more therapists to be, I think, to be able to receive the results from it. 
So that that also will touch a little on this this day and age that we're in as year two of when our lives changed. Mm-hmm. And I put the period there, uh, whereas I know it was it depending upon, you know, who you speak with, perhaps the, obviously a lot of illness, a lot of loss, a lot of. I'm trying to like pull it together with the great uh, resignation, a lot of awareness where Mm. people uh, rediscovery, maybe even rebirth when they, when they said, or they realized I don't have to go to an office every day. I can, you know, my family life, the balance, I was so out of balance and now this is my Mm. priority. Mm -hmm. And yet I could still do something while sitting in front of Uh, a zoom screen at home or what have you flip side of that is total burnout in that respect, because Mm -hmm. you miss the people contact and just even seeing the face on the screen, nothing as we learned ever, ever replaces seeing a face in person. So how, um, like, what are your, what do you think 2022 is going to bring us? Mm-hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> you described last year as mm-hmm. an incredible year. I did. Right, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how did you describe last year as an incredible year where there may be a lot of folks that would describe it as incredibly horrible year? Right. So how did how did you what happened there? So I'm very conscious as to, um, I could have continued that sentence, uh, but I wanted to just capture the statement for me. It was an incredible year, period. Here are the reasons I, you know, yes, did I launch this podcast? Absolutely. I turned 60. My daughter got married. It was just so many things and they're not, and, and those are, I'll say the bigger, but there were so many little gems and just so many little reasons to celebrate. And without, believe me, there were some definite bumps. We've had loss, we've had illness, but we just really focus on, we've had new birth. It's, it's amazing just to, just to watch life evolve. Mm-hmm. And it's I I know it's not forever. I'm no scientist. I believe me, everybody knows not medical, not scientific, not anything. I choose to believe this is not forever. We are still figuring things out. I don't pretend to know any answer. I'm just grateful that my eyes open every morning and I'm giving an, another 24 hours to do something. Mm. That's really amazing. That's beautiful. So, um, so 2022, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I would, I would hope most people would take from their experiences with a pandemic and with what I, I said to my kids when, when life in March of 2020 shut down, I looked at my kids and I said, you are living history mm-hmm. right now yeah. and you are going to read, people are going to read about this in history books in 50 years. It will be in the textbook, whatever form of textbook. I know <laughs> that, that, that the world shut down mm-hmm. and 
ultimately what I hope my children would take from the last couple of years. And I know what I would hope anybody would was look how resilient you are. Mm-hmm. Look at how resilient we are. Look at how, how, how people, this is a rock in the flow. And look at how people find the ways to grow with it, to learn from it, to move around it. How creative and intelligent and inspiring most people are. And if they would reflect back on themselves and on each other and be like, wow, look at look at what we look just what did, we did to make, exactly. make this happen, mm-hmm. to navigate this, to still figure out. Everybody went to work online inside of 24 hours to mm-hmm. figure that out. Zoom did not see that coming. Right? No, <laughs> I mean, nobody did. I didn't even know what a VPN was until they had, I took my system home. I'm like, I don't know. they A VPN? How do I hook up? Oh, okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> And when you yeah. when when you rest your focus or your consciousness on that, and you say, "Yeah, damn, what did I just what that was gutsy. I just did X, Y, and Z. That was hard. Mm-hmm. I got through that. That to me is the muscles that you show mm-hmm. up to twenty twenty two with and be like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, and that means I can create anything." I can do, I could do more than I could have done two years ago because I'm so much more powerful and stronger. So, you know, I, while people's frustration and their depression and their overwhelm and their mm-hmm. vitamin Ds are low and it's January and all this stuff is happening, what I would ask people to do is like reflect on how was I really, what did I do that was really resilient over the last two years? Because mm-hmm. I just earned muscles that now I get to use, I can capitalize on. Love, 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 love. I, I, I want to keep moving on, but I just, I, I think that was a nice mic drop. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Bring your muscle into 2022. And, and it is very true because again, we, I don't even remember last week, forget last year, but if you really take time and and just like oh wait once you remember one thing it'll start to flow and yeah because we are badasses we really are yeah. and and let's just, create from it and let's mm-hmm. unify around being badasses like oh mm-hmm. I don't agree with every single thing that you believe no. in but you're a badass and so am I right. and let's create um, let's create what we want from it right? Like let's shape what we want from it. Um, I, I think there's no better time to be thinking about the cool things that you want to create in 2022. And I know that there's like some pretty low energy because people are so tired but, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a Pollyanna. I just mean, mm-hmm. can we just, can we just look at the other side of that coin and say, I'm really tired because I had to, because I put up a really important fight and resiliency over the last couple of years. I course of course I feel depleted at the same time when after I get my little rest here I need a little rest rest from this I I can create with that strength and with that those muscles that now are just a part of me mm-hmm. I just I, I don't I think that's inspiring I think and I think we've seen a lot of that over the last two years and I think we'll continue to see a lot of it the people that will create stuff that they feel really good about or that feel enjoy or feel 
more more often than the not in a, in a state of gratitude or in a state of excitement or positivity about their lives are the ones that will ask these questions right because when we don't ask these questions we are of course going to notice and stay focused on all of the downsides of and they're there they're there mm-hmm. if you want to look for them you want to focus on them they are ubiquitous Right, mm-hmm. the suffering is extraordinary. The things, the the irritations, the annoyingness—it's all there. It's just where are we resting our focus right now? Love, love, love. So, with that, I want to say thank you a thousand times. Yeah, sometimes the word "thank you" isn't big enough, but I am grateful. I am as well in all ways, not only for being on your awesome podcast, but also <laughs> to, sh- to share such a long trajectory of knowingness and growth and experience together. And then to sit here so proud of you and so excited for you, knowing all of the things that had to come to fruition in your inner world and your outer world for you to have this podcast. Bravo. Until I see you or talk to you again. I appreciate it. So one last little note and the uh, importance about writing things down and the power of the pen to the paper. I was cleaning. I was going through some of my show notes for previous episodes to upload something. And I came across my initial guest list of who I wanted on my podcast when I began. And you're the last one I can now check off. You were there along with my fellow masterminds and some other people that have been extremely gracious and honored us with, with their time and their uh, pearls of wisdom on this, on this podcast. So I think it's really cool. I'm like, you know what? And now I've got some other names on there and 2022 it's uh yeah. Ever expanding. It's going to be really ever, surprise. Ever expanding. We're going to I'm going to shout it out right now to Maria Shriver. She is in my crosshairs and uh hopefully we'll be hearing from her soon. And we will be hearing from her soon. <laughs> <laughs> and so it is. <laughs> and so it is. Thank you again, Beth. And and be well. And I wish you obviously nothing but the utmost success, uh, continued success, not only with the center and then now with the uh, Institute and just, you know, really sharing the word and the teachings to others. It's so important. Thank you, Stephanie. You too. So one last thing, where will we find you? Where will we find Beth Miller? Where will we find oh, the Center uh, and the Positive CounselingLI.com. Mm-hmm. That will lead you. So we, we, our name is Positive Energy Counseling Center. That's the home of Advanced Holistic Counseling, which is the therapy model that we use. We're in Bayport, New York, on Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And you can find us at PositiveCounselingLI.com. And on Instagram as well? Yes, Instagram and Facebook. Okay. So we'll put all of those links in the show notes. And I thank everybody for listening to this episode. Very, very special one. And here's to a great year. Here's to sun's out, guns out, man. Bring your muscles into 2022 and Mm -hmm. make some magic. Until next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. 
If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.